This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. is Danny Schill. And I'm Dan Muller. And we host the podcast We Book Celebrities. We book all kinds of celebrities, even though we're not that great at it. But we've had some success. Glenn Danzig, for instance. Yeah, you guys know. We've also had DJ Khaled. You can see the blessings in my house, my family, my musical garden, and Florida. Oh, wow. That's the end of the expert. Tanya Harding, Steven Seagal, and Meatloaf. Dick Cheney always says, one of my best friends. You and Dick, huh? Oh, yeah. I was there when he shot that guy in the face. I had to run off because I had priors. But Yeah. So please listen to We Book Celebrities on the Machine Culture Network. <laughs> Martha Reddick, and I'm the host of the podcast Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. Each week on Chronicles of Nannia, I'm joined by a guest to discuss topics related to nannying. From how to build the perfect fort to how to legally pay your taxes, we cover it all. If you've ever accidentally told your friend, I need to potty, this podcast is for you. See you on the playground. Don't impress me much So you got the brains But have you got the touch And don't get me wrong Yeah, I think you're alright Trivia, comrades This is Impress Me With Music The show where every week We create a new playlist That you can use to impress friends Enchant lovers, intimidate enemies And just flat out enjoy yourself Every week my co-host Cohabitator and long Can I say that I'm setting up my titty pillow? Sure. All right. When that moment actually happens. All right, so we can start whenever we're recording, so. Hey, oh, what's up? <laughs> All right, you think that's a good intro, Dave? Yeah, I think that really sort of captures your energy, your... Yeah, I think I'm running about a 102 degree fever, baby. Yeah. Yeah, sick as a dog. Yeah. Dog chewing on a rotten log. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you, Cut that, that out. No, 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 no. We gotta stay true. We're staying true to ourselves. We forgot to get tissues before this started. I think I'm just gonna have to use my shirt sleeve. Oh uh, well, I'll uh, I'll bring you some tissues. Uh, that's song that's right. I like I like shirt sleeve. I bought that shirt in Taiwan from a, like a just a very effeminate man. I bought I bought what was on the mannequin, and that was the shirt. Dude looks like a lady. Dude, that is not one of the tracks today. Yeah. Uh, we have a special guest uh, in, in the studio, a.k.a. our dirty-ass living room tonight. You want to introduce the uh, listeners? Uh, yeah, this is our uh, three-month-old daughter, Sophia. Sophia, say what's up? Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm uh, sure she'll have a lot to say. 
Yeah, she's, she's actually in a great mood right now. Yeah, I'm about to put her socks up over her pants that go like a good little Russian baby. <laughs> so, uh, last time we released an episode was like the week of New Year's in December. Holy shit. So, a lot has changed since then. The week of... No, it had to have been even. Because we, we didn't release one since we had a kid, so it's been over three months. Yeah, yeah, that's... No, 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 we released it after she was born. But we recorded oh. it like a month before. Right, that's the beauty of technology. I mean, that's pretty old technology. Recording things and releasing them in the future, you're going to chalk <laughs> that up to technology? I live like cavemen now. <laughs> I live like cavemen. <laughs> Very interesting. Sophie's got a very inquisitive look on her face. Alright, Sophie, what do you have to say? What's this episode about today, Sophs? Baby gargles? Uh, what are, what are we looking at, Dave? We're looking at some SoundCloud rappers. We're yeah. tuning in. We're tuning in to what's young and fresh, because our playlists just aren't sexy enough for the... Sure. For the new millennium. I think of... I, I kind of want to start taking the show in a different direction now that we've come back, and I kind of feel like, you know... You know, playlists, whatever. Some people are going to play them. Nobody comes here to listen to music. They come here to be exposed, to be impressed with music, you know? And boy, are we impressive. Yeah, but, you know, there's... There's, like, a new genre of rap music now. I mean, some people are calling it cloud rap. Some people are just calling it SoundCloud rap. I think SoundCloud rap is good, and... You know, I'm not trying to make a playlist here. I mean, we'll put the playlist out, but I, I kind of, I think it'd be kind of cool just to like go over and like talk about who these new people are. I don't know that it's necessarily sexier. I mean, some of this is just downright juvenile. Oh yeah. Yeah, like there's 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 definitely mostly trash in this mix. Yeah, mostly trash. If you look at it from an objective perspective, but if you look at it from a cultural perspective, which of course will give you our super. Oh, there's Sophie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, Sophie. I know, I know. Uh, my cultural perspective is not a lot, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about kind of what it means to the future of music, what it means to like see rap change. And then uh, I'm gonna have Mary guess uh, each one whether or not they've had a Me Too moment about them because uh, poor taste, but we're gonna do it. There's two things you know about SoundCloud rap. Number one, they have face tattoos. Number two, most of them have had Me Too moments about them. Oof. So, um, and I mean, they're all young. I, no, actually, we do have one. O3 Greedo is, I think, older than me. So there's one. Most of them are young. Most of them are guys. Most of them are Hispanic. I don't even know. That might be true. I don't know. Well, we'll figure it out after. Why, why, don't, why don't we save the stats for later and get the first song? So, I'm a little Mindhunter. You've been watching Mindhunter? Yeah. Well, before we get into it, what, is, why don't, what have you been up to for the last three months? Oh, man, things are personalizing this, babe. Yeah. Um, I've been a mom. Really momming out. Uh, hanging out with my kid. Getting kind of getting paranoid and, and all, all mom weird, though, because this winter's been so long. It, like, snowed again today. What a bummer. It's almost the Ides of March and it's fucking snowing. I know. What's up with that? <laughs> this kid in one of my classes today... He just goes, shoot, Chicago weather be bipolar. <laughs> that was yeah, just like man. his reaction to seeing the snow coming down. That's how I feel. Like it, it almost got beautiful, and now I've just got, I've got weird, weird flu. I caught like the last end of flu season. Yeah. Yeah, Sophie. Was that? What do you think about that? All right. Yeah. So, so what was I said about it. I mean, what? What else have I been up to? Uh, 
you know, just just being me, man. Having a kid is hard. Giving birth pretty wild. I had a uh, epic labor. What was that like? Forty hours. Yeah, I no, it was more than forty. Because remember, forty was uh, uh, Zach's sister's labor. Was sure, 40, sure. And you were like forty-two or something. Yeah, like I went. I went in terms of long labors in my immediate family. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, my child decided that she didn't want to come out. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Labor was all right. People say it's really hard, but it was a breeze. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll probably have one more baby, though, maybe. You, you think so? You want to have, like, one more, like, next year? I either want to have one more or no more. I don't think... I think one or two is the maximum amount of kids you can raise. I feel like after two kids, you really start to lose track of them. Like, hey, what's that one, Justine? Yeah. Hey, Timmy, Boo-Boo, Laney. <laughs> Timmy, Timmy, Boo-Boo, and Laney? <laughs> yeah, hey, Timmy, Boo-Boo, Laney. Mocky Mock. <laughs> All right, Dan, I'm going to pass the kid over to you. All right. You ever met one of those, like, insufferable families where every kid has, like, the same, and like, first initial, and there's, like, six of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Irish people love that shit. yeah. Kiri, Kennedy. Happy St. Patty's Day. I've got Kaylee, Katie, Connor through a K, Kristen, Kirsten. Kelsey. Kelsey. Uh, Keely. Kennedy. Kimberly. And you know what all their initials are? KKK. <laughs> White people. <laughs> Alright, so. Uh, Alright, now I want to do music. Now you want to do music? Alright, so do let's do the first music. song. Let's do it. Loading. Of course, the, yeah, now, as soon as we want it to work, it, even though we've prepped it, it doesn't work. I love new technology, you know? Yeah, technology, like recording things in advance, writing about the past. Lo- I love it. I love the written word. I love spoken word. Uh, I like type fonts and then spinning Jenny. <laughs> I like the wheel as well. <laughs> I love like. the wheel. I love fire. <laughs> yeah, I'm in oh. Okay, here we go. Nope. No. <laughs> well, what a f- false Who knew it was just me scatting was the, was the first song we were going to play. Sophie's scatting right now. You know what? I'm going to troubleshoot this. Yeah, you're going to troubleshoot this? I am going to troubleshoot this because right now we've got a YouTube ad. Potholes, donut holes, and swimming holes brought to you by Trulia. Didn't know we were sponsored, but, but boy, are we. Yeah. Are we cutting to the right internet? I don't know. The right... The right internet, the wrong internet. It was the right internet, but the wrong time. Isn't that like a country song? What is that? Yeah, I think so. You know country music? At what point in your immigrant Jew life were you exposed to country music? Uh, I don't know, man. Back when I, was, back when I used to be on the road all the time. You know, back when I was a trucker. Oh, yeah. I forgot that you were a trucker from <laughs> age four to seven. <laughs> yeah. I'm trucking. Trucking all the time. I'm trucking. Right. I think we're gonna we're gonna troubleshoot this. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna go in for this for this for the save here. Okay. See what you can do. We're new parents. We're a little kooky. We're a little cool. Here is our first track. All right, hold it up. To you have to hold it up. Oh, I'm gonna hold it up. I'm gonna hold up. Raise up, blaze up.
Okay, so this is uh, Betrayed by uh, Lil Xan. Yes, I uh, I love this song. Yeah? Yeah, and it's funny because I actually asked my 18-year-old uh, cousin who went to go see Brockhampton like a couple weeks ago uh, how she felt about Lil Xan, and she hates him. Really? She hates him? Sorry. Yeah, apparently the youth is pretty divisive because he's not like a super... I feel like Brock Hansen's like the new like positive message. Sure. And it's like uh, if if Odd Future wasn't so fucking negative. It's kind of like uh, if every like Odd Future one person's gay, but in uh, Brockhampton everyone but one person is gay. Right, and and Brockhampton is like they're just nicer. Sure. I think they got like more more a more empowered kind of message and vibe that they're sending out. Anyways. And I, I feel like 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 Lil Xan's more for the bad drug kids, and maybe that's why I like him too. Also, I think he looks like such a little sweet baby boy. Sure, he definitely looks like a child. Um. Okay, so we watched that. Vi- there's a vice noisy thing about him, which yeah, is pretty it's, interesting. It's pretty awesome. I mean, yeah, he's just like a you know he's a drug adult suburban kid, but I think that this really speaks to like a lot of kind of how the youth is feeling. Like, this is pop rap to me. You know, like, something that we've talked about before. This is so fucking catchy. Objectively, this is not, like, good rap music, but it's, it's like, it's that pop vibe that's been missing, I think, from hip-hop for a while. Sure. That's really making him blow up. What is, like, who would you compare him to from, like, childhood? Who is, like, sort of the, uh... Who is like the little Zan, would you say? I don't know. I don't think there is a little Zan because this is like a cross between emo and rap, which is really sure. what, what this is sort of all going to be the overarching message. And and if I had to compare it to somebody, it'd probably be more like, you know, some emo shit than comparing it to any rapper. Because he doesn't have that like R&B soulster voice, but he's not really rapping. He's like sure. sing song talking. And so it's hard to say, because this isn't the production value, you know, of like a, of a Pharrell or an Usher. This is, this is its own kind of crazy lo-fi. Yeah, it's definitely lo-fi, and I would definitely say that this is the type of music that you get, um, now that you had a whole generation of people that grew up knowing how to make their own music, you know, with Fruity Loops, GarageBand, um, releasing it in SoundCloud, MySpace, you know, like this is sort of... To, to compare it to like Pharrell or something like that, it's like, yeah, like it's very polished. It, it, it's very well done. It was made on someone's computer. Do you know what I mean? I right. Mean, the whole shit has changed completely. Well, today lo-fi is still pretty excellent production. Like lo-fi in 2018 is, I feel like, I mean, it's it's just the, how little production you use to make it sound great. And now you don't have to do that much for shit to sound awesome. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's the best thing. I mean, what's her, M.I.A. recorded, like, her first two albums on GarageBand, you know? And I'm sure she had, like, a nice studio or whatever, but I mean, you know. For sure. And, and if you do watch the noisy uh, doc on Lil Xan, which I highly recommend, 
I think he just kind of like shows off sort of the the boredom of that like middle California life like what it's like to be a kid and really not know where life is going because we're living in sort of this new age where suddenly everything that we thought was guaranteed isn't guaranteed and if you're kind of on the younger end of growing up right now you're like in your teens and early 20s then you're just sort of watching the fallacy fall apart like kids like when when we were in high school we still thought that going to college and getting a four-year degree was going to save our lives yeah what was the name of that literary movement that happened like right after i think it was after, after world, world war Two. no after world war one um but there's something about i think like this the, a century coming uh to a close and there's something like weirdly like final about that do you know what i mean like the century ended, and then we're like, oh, man, the next millennium, and we get all our hopes all built up, and then, naturally, life is not like, you know, a scripted movie, you know, so shit just stays the way that it is, and I think that decade, two decades later, it starts to get, like, a little depressing. It's like, man, we thought it was going to be something, and all these kids that were raised during that era, they're like, you're going to, oh, my God. Right, right. We what thought, a time to be alive. Yeah, we thought we were going to be in hoverboards self-driving cars, you yeah. know, and living in a fucking amazing world with perfect healthcare and love and happiness for all, and instead we're living in, like, a totally... It's, it's just the same normal world that it was always normal was. world, and, and with even, like, some things that are starting to actually, like, become regressive again. Yeah, but there's always regressive shit going on. People are always collectively regressing. I don't know. Maybe we're giving Lil Xan too much depth. I think he's he's a product of where we're at right now. I think he's definitely um, like pulp, pulpy. Sure. I mean, you know, I think all the SoundCloud rap stuff, There's, I think some of it digs a little bit deeper, but I think it is kind of the purity of pulp. Sure. I Disposable. Yeah. Just, just disposable. Use once and destroy. But that's kind of like how I've felt about pop music, and I just think this is so much better than the pop music that we were stuck with. Sure. You had an astute point about him after we watched that, that 15 minute little doc thing about how, um, like, what, like, he's, he's, like, ready to die. I mean, everything about him is very disposable. Face tattoos, the fact that he calls himself Lil Xan, which apparently he's trying to back away from that now because he's sober. And he's like, call me Diego. I'm going to go by Diego. And then, like, he was interviewed about it a second time. He's like, ah, maybe not. I don't know. Right, well... He definitely doesn't seem sober in that video. I mean, when you write, like, Xan on your fucking face, and you get tattoos on your face, and, like, that whole Xanarchy movement, and you've got Xan Frank in the bunch, you've got... Yeah, Xan Frank, the guy that's got Anne Frank tattooed right, on his you've, face. You've got, like, this, like, young, good-looking kid who tattoos Anne Frank on his face... It's kind of like the biggest fuck you, I'm ready to die. I mean, it is the ultimate mixing up of punk movement, emo movement, like with all this sort of new technology and people being able to like make, make their shit at home. <laughs> all right, I'm on a real new technology wave. I feel real old. All right, well, um, before we get into the next song, I was going to say, who do you think is the first like emo rapper? Because we keep talking about how it's new, but actually, you know, I think was the first DMX. DMX was like the first guy that's like, oh, I struggle, oh, you know? 
but he did it in such a you know he's still like a tough guy so it's like weird. I mean the DMX come before like all that horror core shit because that's like the very root of this I guess uh, some of it I think is rooted in horror core I don't think someone like Lil Xan would be like you know who I like is uh, King Gordy or something you know what I mean right but I think it still is born out of it I mean I wouldn't call 3-6 Mafia emo rap but no but you, you know 3-6 Mafia lyrically is fairly conventional for what it's worth that's true that's what I that's what they I'm don't talk about like digging up dead bodies or anything like that but like emo I mean like it, I, I don't want to say like a Sage Francis but like he's obviously has his own touches of emo who is that for who is Sage Francis for I don't, hey man I like Sage Francis I, I like two of, two or three of his songs but I mean it's it's like such a like I'm smarter than you do you know what I mean yeah, but there was that whole thing of rap, like him along with. Uh, oh, yeah, who's that? That hand job from uh, Long Island. I'm blanking on his name. Is he the one that's like the 11 minute song about finding out that you just raped your own mom? No. Oh, that's uh, Immortal Technique. Yeah. Who is also a hand job? <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I kind of like Immortal Technique. He, at times, he can be beyond the worst rapper. There's certain songs he has where he's like literally like jamming words in there and he's like speak saying them like some sort of like New Yorkian poem poet you know what I mean where he's just like he's like and I say this and you wasn't there back in 9-11 when George W. Bush was knocking down the towers looking you in the face it's a disgrace like it's yeah. just it's just come on okay okay you know you know who um, who just got here what about him he's the first emo rapper he's not a rapper he's he he's like somebody. He's like Shel Silverstein. Somebody like decided to like to produce that and commit it to music, but he was like, you know, he was so much more than like a musician, you I, know. Fair. He was a poet, but I don't know. That's sort of where I think the roots start to dig deep. Um. Sure. All right. So well, let, let's let, let's 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 move on. So Lil Zane, you think he's got a, a Me Too moment? No, no, he's too young and and. I think like only lost his virginity in the last few years blowing up. Yeah, so I don't have anything. I don't see anything about it. Uh, but he did. Oh, so this is another thing about these SoundCloud rappers. They all hate Tupac. He gave Tupac a two out of ten and called his music boring. I mean, I, I'm not gonna disagree. But that's you think not, Tupac is boring? I think Tupac's like a few good songs. I I'm not like I've had to quietly hide behind pretending that I knew more about Tupac than I do. I just don't care. I don't care about Tupac that much. I like... I think Tupac is, is, is um, you know, he's like a saint now. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, he's not... Like, I, I remember, like, one time being at the post office and seeing a woman that had Tupac, the name Tupac, tattooed on her, like, breast. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure this lady in, uh, like, Flint, Michigan doesn't know uh, Tupac. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's not her ex. Right. So, I mean, there is something where it's like, it's uh, too much. It's just too much. No one deserves that. Like, you're like Kirk Cobain. Do you know what I mean? It's like, no one is deserving of that. You know? Like, of course, you well, create a mythology behind him. Like, he's not really dead. Okay, and if we go back to the kind of nihilism behind most of these SoundCloud rappers, sorry, my nose is so stuffed, then we're going to explore. And they all sort of are, like, gearing up for the 27 Club if they're not there in terms of people that we kind of look Shit, up to. Then the 21 Club. Yeah, I mean, I guess now it's the 21 Club. People that we look up to because they never really had a chance to, like, fucking disappoint us. Sure, exactly. And that's that's the the great thing. I mean, you think about, like, like how old are you right now? You're 26, right? Yeah. 
Okay, so I remember when I turned 27 thinking, like, man, like, everyone that I looked up to musically was dead by this point. And then I thought about, man, it doesn't really seem so profound, like, all that stuff that, that Kurt Cobain and Tupac and, um, you know, Jimi Hendrix even, like, all that shit that they said wasn't really that profound. You know why? Because it was the fucking bullshit that came out of a 24-year-old's mouth. You know right, I mean? and you feel it in that moment, and you feel it when, when you listen to it. And, like, Lil Xan, the thing with even the, the lyrics for him, like, if I was 21, 22, I'd probably connect to the music even harder. I just really like the beat. And sure. it's fucking catchy. And at the end of the day, I always have to give props to it's something that's... catchy. Catchy. <laughs> that's fucking catchy. <laughs> we just cut that up into the tagline of this episode. It's fucking catchy. SoundCloud rap. Maybe. All right, let's go to the next song. Please, Jesus Christ. Let's see if this works. A little chop and screwed at the beginning of the music video. This is um, Famous Dex, Pick It Up, featuring ASAP Rocky. I mean, this is on another level from Lil Xan. Okay, let's just, let's let's get that one out of the way. Yeah. This is, this is like, Lil Xan, you know, is like level two in terms of like production and, and quality. This is, so, this is, I mean, you got ASAP Rocky on here, you got a major feature. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious how he caught the attention of ASAP Rocky. And obviously this beat is, you know... Yeah, I wonder who made a, this... A million miles better. I wonder who made this beat. Let me see if I can figure it out. This beat almost reminds me of some of Kanye's beats. That, that, you know what it is? It's the sampling. It has like a bit of a Kanye flair to me. Sure. Pick it up, pick it up. I can't figure out who produced the song. Well, that's also the beauty of SoundCloud is you don't get a nerd out as hard. I know. You, you, you gotta dig harder for the oh, answer. Oh, I found his name. F-K-I first and Sosa808. Two people. So, Famous Dex. We don't know too much about him. There's not a lot of information. But he's from Inglewood. Uh, what, Inglewood, California or Inglewood, Chicago? Inglewood, Chicago. Let's see here. Um, let's see here. People in Chicago, I feel like the Chicago-based rappers are really good at getting like, sick-ass features early on. I know we've been talking about like people, the, like even like Vic Mensa and shit. Like, these guys always got like great features before they even like, quite so? earned it. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just talking out my ass, but it feels that way. Um, I mean, Chief Keef took a minute to get a good sample. Let me read what I have here. Okay, so Dexter Gore Jr. is a famous rapper and songwriter known to fans as Famous Dex. He's popular for his pop rap, drill, and trap rap style of music. 
Dex is one of the most creative rappers of the century whose music speaks more about the creative aspect of youth culture rather than focusing on violence and crime. He was nicknamed Black Migo Dex by one of his friends for being an African-American Muslim. Famous was the first artist to be signed to the record label Rich Forever Music, established by Rich the Kid. At present, he's also the CEO of this company. What? This is clearly written by either A, a super fan, B, a social media team, or C, himself. Yeah. Um, I know his mom died of uh, breast cancer, which is why he has the breast cancer ribbon tattooed all over his face. He also has a face tattoo, right? He has a bunch of them. Is anyone that we're listening to today not have a face tattoo? Is this a spoiler alert? Uh, Young M.A. I don't think has one. Lou the Human doesn't have any face tattoos, but that's those are the only... Those are the only... Oh, and I guess a Rich Brian doesn't have one. But yeah, look at this. He's got... Um, Man, he looks so crazy. I love that he's part of, like, the empowerment movement, though, in his mind. What do you mean? What do you think of that? Like, that his music is focused on creativity and not on, like, drugs and shit. I've always found that to be such a fucking bullshit thing. To be like, uh, yeah. They're, like, doing drugs and, like, hanging out with women in this music video. Yeah, although I will say it is kind of interesting to see rap take the perspective of, like, somebody on the other side of the drug dealing arrangement. But again, I think, like, it begins with DMX. Do you know what I mean? Like, DMX is the guy that talks about struggles with... X, go give it to you. Well, go with yeah. you get it hard. Like, slipping. Yeah, let's do his later shit, too, where he gets, like, real emotional. You're the dog again. Um... I don't know. I don't think I have the patience for that much DMX. I don't. I don't think you do either. He has a one song where he talks about necro- how he had sex with a corpse. So All right. You know, he's a real Ed Kemper. Oh boy. Hey, watch Mind Hunter on Netflix. That was the driest fucking show I've ever. I enjoyed it, but so, there was no drama to speak of. Speaking of drama, though, this next artist that we're going to explore is. Oh, yeah, so Famous Dex, Me Too moment, yes or no, what do you think? Uh, no. Wrong. He does have a Me Too moment, but it, it was kind of taken away. So he was supposed to be included in the 2017 XXL freshman class, which is sort of like their J, the JFL of the rap world. And um, he was excluded from it the last minute because there's a video on the internet of him appearing to be punching his girlfriend. Now, his girlfriend has never, like said, hey, he punched me. Um, and he's never denied it, but they did just have a kid together. And he like tweeted something like, hey, FYI, we had a kid together, so thank you for congratulating me. He seems like a little unhinged, if, I, if I'm being completely honest. I don't know. He's got... He's like XX Tentacion, you know that guy? Uh-oh. He's just another cuckoo. I don't know. I feel like one of the SoundCloud rappers... Ooh, fever's really rising every moment. You sound fun. <laughs> I think they're all a little unhinged. I want to go on to this guy because this next dude is weird as fuck. Oh, uh, yeah, alright. So let's play this one. I have that same track suit.
you know it's so funny about like Crips and Bloods how they uh, they have like their dances. Which like, one is he? Is he a Crip or a Blood? What's the story? Well, I mean, the, he's got lots of red every. Apparently, he's not either. But this video definitely seems very blood heavy. Um, this is another motif too: the garbage bags full of weed on the car. All right, so this is Six uh, Nine, aka Takeshi Six Nine. The song is called Gummo. So to me, he's like a pretty garbage rapper. Sure. And I think he's just all—it's all about visual with this guy. I mean, you look at him—he's just a—he's just a fucking. His hair looks like a My Little Pony fucked a skittle. Yeah. <laughs> he's got just sixty-nine all over him. He's he's really asking to die. I mean, this is someone who's just like waiting to get shot. Yeah. Um, everything he does is basically. Also, I mean, you don't need to tell me. I know this fucker's had a Me Too moment. Yeah. Do you do you know what it is? It's like some like underage shit, right? Yeah, it's weird. So. Wait a lot, real quick before we go into that. Okay, so is he referencing, like, the Harmony Corinth movie? Yeah, I think so. I think by calling it Gummo, yeah. Because all of his songs are, like, the names of things. And I also think that um, he's not the most creative guy in the world. So he probably right, but, saw but I But I think that's him thinking he's being, like, creative and, like, indie sure. and original. By just literally ripping off the name of, like, a super weird, like, dystopian horror well, like, like, film. Like I told you, there's two rappers right now that are named after Kurt Cobain. A guy named Kurt Bangs and a guy named Black Cobain, okay? And it's the same thing. What so, was, like, the sort of the version of it that existed, like, before, like, when we were kids? Like, just referencing something from before. Right, we're culture recycling again. Sure, absolutely. Um, it's just weird. You know what it is? It's like weird to see it happen so quickly. Like when, um, or are we just old as fuck? New technology, baby. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, so okay. So to get into his, his his me too thing. So basically, he's on video. I think it was like Facebook Live, and he's like slapping this girl's ass. She's like fourteen, and his guys and his crew fucked her, I believe, and. They went down for rape, um, and then he also. No, you're not supposed to do that. That just made a loud noise. I'm really sorry, audience. I. Uh... Listener, you know it's not like they're playing it for their family. <laughs> I see all you huddled around the living room, <laughs> around the old box. I huddled around the old podcast machine. I didn't mean to do that. Okay, my my arm went limp for a second. She was there. warned. Um, yeah. So um, yeah. I I mean. He, Here's the thing. It's crude to be like, is his music good enough that it, like, excuses? No, there, there, there's no excusing. You can never say excuse. Yeah. I, I, I think that's the wrong word. I think you have to stop yourself before you even go to that. Don't, but the answer is no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're right. He, he's, but even, even if that wasn't true, even if there was some sort of a conversion exchange you could do, he wouldn't satisfy it. Okay, moving forward, he's he sucks. Definitely not my favorite. I even pick Lil Xan over him, even though I know Lil Xan is pure trash. Still love that uh, p- picking up Dexter song. 
I, I, I like Gummo still, and I, I will rock that song, but if I play it all the way through and it's only like a three-minute song, I'm like, this is so fucking dumb by the end of it every single time. Oh, yeah, for sure. And all these songs are made much, much better, and please tell me you will post all the links to the music videos. I will or won't? You will. You'll do that for our for, for I, the I listeners. might do that. I'm just going to say it out loud. And... As they sit around with their families over the fire. Mm. Embracing this new technology. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I would say of those those first three artists, probably everyone's heard of them, and I kind of wanted to go into someone that I think a lot of people don't know. Although this video does have two hundred fifty three million views, but that's a drop in the bucket on the internet. There's still plenty of people that have no idea who this artist is. All right, well let's do it. Ooh, uh, exposition. I know. So they're um, sitting around Pop a table, popping a bottle. She's a... Uh, spoiler this one's a woman. Young M.A. Hell yeah, ladies represent. Happy she, International... Belated International Women's Day and Birthday Day. Thank you. Now, will you say Happy International Women's Day to me? Happy... No. Oh man. I'm an international woman. But to woman Sophie... Now. You're not an international woman. You were born in this country. You're boring. No. <laughs> no. So, um, they're, they're, they're eating they're chicken they're and they're drinking, like, champagne? Chinese food. Chinese food. It's making me hungry as shit, I'm not gonna lie. I could eat yeah. some lo mein right now. He's eating chicken, though. He's eating chicken. I think that they're just, this is just a feast. A, yeah. a takeout feast. Here we go. So this is Young M.A. Ooh. Oh, 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 you, you, you. Didn't it seem to you like prior to um, uh, Lean Back that like Puerto Rican rappers definitely said the N word, but it wasn't like up front and center like it is now? Yeah. She's great. She's probably like my second or third favorite of these. In terms of like ability, she's definitely one of the better ones. I, I don't know, I just think girls were super cool on women for some reason. Oh yeah, a girl on a woman is hot for sure. Because it's like unexpected. I don't think I could make out with a woman with a girl though. You could... But you could jerk it to a little bit girl. That's a completely different question. <laughs> That's the question. Sure. Okay. I mean, not Young M.A. Young M.A. is a tad too masculine for my taste. Yeah. I call it Hefany. Oh. Yeah. Young M.A.'s got bars. I mean... She's from Brooklyn, like uh, the last dude, like Takeshi69. But she actually kind of honors the tradition of, like, Brooklyn rappers who are typically super lyrical. It's sort of like the Burroughs claim to fame because 
The guy that likes second hand from the Bronx. Yeah, she's cool. I mean, what I like is just, I like seeing a woman in this baller position. There's nothing new or like super revolutionary in area about like, you know, this video or this beat, but like, it's, yeah, it is super lyrical. It's just tight. It's a good track. Yeah, I'll tell you what her problem is, is that she doesn't know how to write a hook. Because I had listened to some of her other music. She, she's got bars, but she doesn't have hooks. And hooks are what sell records. Do you know what I mean? Like Lil Xan... Only has, has hooks. Only has hooks, right? Yeah, um, Lil Xan's got some... Got, got, it's, it's, just, it's just made up of hooks. Yeah, so... Um, Let's see here. What what can we say about Young M.A.? So, oh, what uh, can we say about Young Soaps? Katora Marrero, born 1992 in Brooklyn, New York. She's 25, so she's a little bit older than the other people who are all like... Uh, um, I mean, 6'9", how old? He's pretty old. He's like, I think he's like maybe 20 right now. Oh, he's that young? God, he looks like old, old as shit. Yeah. Some of these are people are like under 18 and it's like, how did you get a face tattoo? Um, let's see. Young M.A. is a lesbian. Um, she told Vogue uh, that she was closeted for a long time um, but knew that she was gay at age nine. Um, when she was 17, her older brother Kenneth was killed in gang-related violence in Pennsylvania. She found a deep depression afterwards. Uh, her, uh, so, she has two mixtapes, M.A. the Mixtape and Sleepwalking, and then Her Story is her album, which came out last year. And I didn't really hear too much about it. I kind of, um, I don't know, I feel so like is her... Is it mostly her mixtapes that blow up, basically? Is this off for her album, or is this a mixtape? Well, like any SoundCloud rapper, you know, it's not even... It's Here's the thing. A lot of these SoundCloud rappers, like Ugly God's a really good example of this, you know, um, they're not even really releasing a mixtape right away. They're releasing songs, like individual songs on the internet. And then you get, like, this Cole Bennett guy that's directing a lot of these music videos. If he likes your song and he produces a music video for you, that's how your song is sort of trafficked around the internet. And then the mixtape comes out. Now that they've demonstrated, you know, like an, an interest in you, you know, which does, it's kind of like the food truck of the music industry. Do you know what I mean? It's like, we'll we'll try this. What an interesting simile. Sure. Um, I don't know. I'm not seeing great reviews of her album, but um, I just remember listening to it and thinking like, there's no, there's, there's no hits here. I don't know. I like I like Young M.A. a lot. I wish she, um, you know, could team up with some people. I, I like this track. Um, to me, I'm really thinking about this these songs track by track. Okay, and that's the right way, I think, to look at because it. Because that's... When, when we talk about, I think, SoundCloud rappers first talking about, you know, like, other artists, we're really, we're really analyzing them on a track by track basis. Sure, that's fair. And so I think, to me, this is really just like a battle of which track is the best here. And I think so far, she's number one out of all the ones we've heard. Okay, so uh, let's scooch right on into the next track. Let's do it. No music video. Just a picture of an angry dog.
All right, so this is uh, Ric Flair Drip by Offset and Metro Boomin. Okay, this shit has been stuck in my head, like, throughout my entire day for like, the last three days. I just go, Ric Flair Drip, go whoo on a bitch in my head, like, in the middle of, like, just hanging out with Sophie. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that this is even close to the best song we've heard today. Yeah. But it's so fucking catchy. Which again, I think, kind of epitomizes the SoundCloud rapper shit. Sure, it's catchy, yeah. And also, what the fuck is a Ric Flair drip? It sounds like a weird Ric Flair STD. Like it sounds like he's yeah, like a dick drip. I, I think he's just saying that noise that Ric Flair does. That ooh, that's that's, that's the Ric Flair drip. Oh man, Dave. Dave no, just farted. No one will be able to pick that up. Also, that was Sophie, not me. That wasn't. Here, you hold Sophie now. Alright. Um. Whoa, baby, I'm loose. So, uh. Baby, I'm loose. Me, or, um, Offset's two things we know about Offset. Let's see, Mary, do you know the two two things about Offset? Can you give me two fun facts about him? Uh, he's dating. <laughs> Uh, or is engaged to, uh, Cardi B, right? Yep. And then, uh, let's see, what's another cool, what's another thing I should know about him? Are you taking a picture? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, uh, what was the name of his group? Migos. Migos, yeah, so. Oh, that kid's about to eat a cord. <laughs> Watch out, so. Let's keep the technology, the new technology. Let's keep this new technology out of the hands of minors. Um... I mean, I play this song actually for Sophie all the time. <laughs> and she has a horrified face right now. Yeah. Um, it's a catchy little number. Um, definitely they have a face tattoo. I wonder what they think. See if you can find um, what Migos says about Tupac. I'm just curious. Migos' opinions on Tupac. Yeah. I don't know if Migos, if Migos' uh, philosophies have been uh, sure. that well documented. It'd be weird to make a song about Ric Flair, but then hate Tupac. I mean, Migos has a song called Tupac and Biggie. I mean, that's just disrespectful. You don't put them on the same song. Migos love Tupac. Quavo gives free sneakers to his old. There's a whole thing. Um, today's rap would be different with Pac and B.I.G. Migos. Okay, they actually have a lot to say on it. Migos thinks think Fifty Cent is the Tupac and Notorious B.I.G. of this generation. <laughs> wow, well that's a weird thing to say. And well, I that like 50 that really Cent. well okay. I appreciate Fifty Cent. I wouldn't, and not even being a big Tupac fan, I don't think I'd put Fifty Cent on Tupac level. However, well, yeah, again, you you can't put anybody on that level that they're on because you've exalted them to a level that no one deserves to be at. So then to say that a living person. Is one of, is is that is ridiculous? Yeah, not only that, but Migos says that their song Versace Versace, you know that one? Oh, Versace 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 Versace. <laughs> yeah, the song that all they say is basically Versace. Yeah, what was that? Uh, that was inspired by Tupac and Biggie. So I'm sorry for doubting that there wasn't going to be a deep catalog of every rapper giving their opinion on Tupac and Biggie on the internet. That's yeah. my big. That's my big. Uh, sure. That's my B all around. Don't worry about it. Hey. Uh, all right, so let's move. There's not too much more to say. I mean, this is there was whatever. It's a, it's a whatever song that gets stuck in my head every fucking day. It's a great song. It's very catchy. Ric Flair, Drip, go whoo! What the beat? Um, Metro Boomin, right? He's the producer. I believe he's from Atlanta. I'm pretty sure. Hot Atlanta. Okay, every time you do that, the level goes all the way up, and then it just turns into a big wave. 
There you go. All right. Every time people say Atlanta and Jamaica, I have to make a sound. It's like a Tourette's kind of thing. You know, Young M.A. is half Jamaican. Jamaican be crazy. All right, let's go to the next song. All right, let's do it. Here, you, you announce it. When we... Rich, we get right now, I'm going to sure. announce it now. It's going to be Rich Brian, Crisis, featuring yeah. 21 Savage. So, Rich Brian. It's Rich Sugar, right? Rich Sugar, yeah. Just like Lil Zan, he was kind of like, uh, I don't need the shocking name anymore. Now that I'm not just, you know, someone's name on SoundCloud, you know? I mean, Rich Brian is hard for me to stomach. Though. Rich, well, that's the thing about him is that he's not a native English speaker. He's not from America. I think he maybe doesn't understand how stupid that name sounds. Huh. Rich Brian. <laughs> Rich Brian. He he doesn't understand that Brian is the name of a nerd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rich Brian is a is a kid in your econ class. Yeah. Or like. And, and, and people call him Rich Brian for not good reasons. Oh, that's fucking Rich Brian. He's the one never even good at this. Yeah, he sounds like he would almost be like a country singer. Rich Brian. Like if you spell Brian B R I O N or something. Yeah. I don't know what she's doing. I don't know. She's going to try to wiggle out of your arms. So I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. What do you think about 21 Savage? 21. 21. I mean, that's the best contribution to the song. I actually think that uh, Rich Chica, I'm going to keep calling him Rich Chica. He has, like, my favorite, uh, like, verses in this song. Oh, okay. for sure. She's eating the cord again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, our child loves that new technology. Yum yum. All right, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> no, you're great. Um, I don't know. I mean, this is a fun song. We've been listening to this track for a while. I feel like we were listening to this before Sophie was born. I yeah. like have like a. Dis- What's that noise? That's me tapping. I'm sorry. And the beat's like too hot for me. I had to tap along. So right. what, what do you think of this? I feel like you haven't had much input. I like Rich Chigga, and I want to like him more maybe than he deserves. Cause, my 18-year-old cousin loves him. Yeah. I mean, I've seen him live, you know. Um, I, I mean, I think he has the potential to be huge. 21 Savage, I think, is going to get forgotten pretty soon. Yeah, 21 Savage is so is so forgettably whatever. Yeah, he, I mean, 21 Savage is just an incredibly mediocre... Like, and he's not doing anything... 21. 21, yeah. <laughs> just stupid. It's like after this entire episode, all I did was while Dave was talking, I said, 21. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's his best contribution. All right, I, I really love the next guy that we're going to look into. I don't want to spend too much more time on this. Right. This is a diss track. It encapsulates SoundCloud rap, blah, blah, blah. Alright, so we only have a few more songs left. So. That's right, Sophie. We're almost done. You want to introduce this one? So this is Brink by Lou the Human. And I love his logo, which is a spray paint can with its brains getting blown out. 
of insanity. Kidnapping families. Tie your baby mother brother and fuck her in the family V for bread. I go ham and cheese. Grow cheap pets and sell it as cheaper. When they go to chief, it they gon' be upset. Only 20, but I've been a vet. Been a threat. Been a winner since I've been a sinner. So it's been forever. Always chasing pleasure. Finding it, get bored. Leave and chase some more. Pacing for the race in store. It's all a rat race. You better get your cheese. Avoid the D's like a lesbo with a legs closed. I drive slow. Alright, so what do you think of this? I love this. Um, and this actually would be considered horrorcore. And he's like straight up, uh, you know, like a, the follow up to Eminem. I mean, that's. That's what everyone says. Yeah. But you know what? You know who else everyone said that about, I remember? Is Asher Roth when he first came out here. Take Sophie for a second. But he That's definitely is Eminem esque. For is sure. I mean, from the content to the. Eminem esque. Eminem. Um, I mean, his whole thing is very much like a very Detroit. I mean, from the horrorcore. You know, we definitely, like, claim horrorcore as, like, a Detroit thing. Yeah, I mean, he's a Staten Island guy. Right. Although he's originally from Brooklyn, like, two of the other rappers. So it's weird. New York is, like, up in the rap scene again because of the internet. How weird is that? New York went away for, like, so long. Like, almost 20 years. There were, like, barely any good rappers from New York. Right. That's that's true. It was really a West Coast game for a while. And then it was Atlanta. And then you had, like... Chicago was really in it for a Chicago, while. Chicago, and then Chicago we had... Really, a, we, we had Chance, we had Kanye, we really brought out some big names. Yeah, but... Vic Mensa, a lot of people came out of Chicago, Chief Keef. I wouldn't even ca- count Kanye, honestly, as a Chicago rapper, because he was an in-house producer for, um, you know, uh, uh, what's Jay-Z's record label? Like okay. Rockefeller. He was like with Rockefeller before he ever rapped. So Lou the Human is also his own record label, is what it says on here. Is he? Is it like Labels famous? independent. <laughs> CEO and founder of it's like, what you went down to the county courthouse and incorporated your business. I mean, he's compared, you know, he's compared to quote unquote golden age hip hop rappers. There's really not a lot about him on the internet. It's about one paragraph Wikipedia. I've only ever been able to find two interviews with him. One is a video interview, and one is um, like one where he clearly just responded to like an email prompt. And he's got, a, I think, like fairly high budget and well staged music videos. It's not just him and his boys hanging out on, a, on like a stoop or something. You know what I mean? Which are great. That's great. Don't get me wrong. But his music videos are way better. You know, so he's obviously like put a lot of work into this. Right, but he's still super independent. Yeah. Um, all right. I mean, I, I, he's my favorite rapper out of this group. He's definitely the best at rapping. There's no question. Oh, absolutely. And then I would say Young M.A. is the second best. We haven't asked if anyone had a Me Too moment. I don't think any of those people did. I kind of really over... Yeah, I, you, you really overstated it and you made this episode basically just six sides piece of shit. Yeah, of course. But there's more guys I just didn't include them, like NBA Youngboy... Who, like body slammed his girlfriend and I mean there's other people that are pieces of shit do we really I mean I guess the thing is is that if you're a piece of shit and your music sucks then I don't care right at the end of the day I think he go like Lou the Human though encapsulates things that we started talking about in the beginning I mean he's a much more polished and kind of grown up version 
of the sort of like teen angst and emo that's like kind of seeping back into rap scene. I mean, we're not even gonna like look at Lil Uzi Vert, who's obviously the most mainstream. Yeah, he, I th- I thought about putting him in. He's just too mainstream at this point. Right, but I think it just says like that's how mainstream angst is again. Yeah, well, I mean that song. What was that EXO tour life? The one like I don't really care if you cry. That was like the most popular song of last year. I don't really care if you die. Yeah. All my friends are dead. I mean that is that is a My Chemical Romance song put to a rap beat. Absolutely, and uh, my friend and I were talking about how we wore um, Hot Topic to like the Grammys, basically. Yeah, that's same thing with like Famous Dex, and this is like it's just like kind of funny to think, but like um, I like. Famous Dex's bling is, like, the Dexter's Lab logo, and every time I, like, see him, he's wearing, like, a Metallica t-shirt. It's like, dude, you, like, fell into a Hot Topic. Yeah, you, know what yeah, I mean? you just, you, you fell, and the, you, you came out wearing a band tee, a $26 band tee and a weird chain. All right, let's, let's, uh, let's wrap these up. There's a couple, there's, like, one I really want to talk about in here, but otherwise, let's just kind of, like, clear it up. So this is Smoke Perp Audi. So this is uh, Smoke Perp. The song is called Audi. Did I say that already? Yeah. Oh, shit. You've been smoking too much perp, Dave. <laughs> um, it, that's, uh, that's my one uh, one hot drop for Ep, you know? Sure. So, I don't know. Like, we're watching this music video while talking about like To me, the music video is the most interesting part of the song. I'm just super fascinated by it. the production of music videos. Like, we're, we're going back into the music video world again, too. Yeah. Because I think, like, when these SoundCloud rappers blow up and, like, you get that sort of director interest, who's the one, Cole Bennett, that does a lot of yeah. these guys? I mean, these music videos are just fucking fun. It's yeah. just this dude, he's got, like, a poodle every once in a while, like, sure. some sick visuals. It's him, like, in front of two sweet-ass cars. I mean, it's pretty low production value, but it's, like, fun how it's cut up. and Sure. And, I mean, I put this on at a party. I guess that's what it is. It's a party song. You know, it's, like, there, there's not much more to it. Well, and so here's the thing, right? Most of the SoundCloud rappers, actually, I think overall, the successful ones are mostly from Miami, which is, like, a party town. Although he's the first Miami one that we've actually listened to today. And this is totally just filmed in L.A. For sure. This is, like, the, the Hollywood Hills. You know what I mean? I mean, alright, let's end up this. Right, I mean, and there's nothing to this. It's him repeating shit over, like, a, a really grimy beat. Sure. With, like, a sweet music video, and I really appreciate that he brings a poodle in. Sure. And, look. I mean, like you said, the beat is fun. Who doesn't love an Audi? You Who know? doesn't love an Audi? Uh, it's a great car. Strong, yeah. strong German engineering. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just not good enough for me to give a shit. That's just, I guess, how I feel about it. He's okay. Yeah, he's, he's okay. He's just fine. 
I mean, I think, I think this next one we have to talk about. All right, so let's start this one. This... Should we start with an R.I.P.? No, he's No, not. this one's alive. This one's alive. Shit. Yeah. That's how bad I am. The next episode should just be dead rappers. Like, recently dead rappers. Because there's like five or six of them that are worth listening to. You got a tiger in this video. I know. Lil Pump, Gucci Gang. I mean, this is the catchiest fucking shit of all. If I if I thought that Ric Flair drip was catchy, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be saying Gucci Gang for like the next two days now. Oh, there's our laundry. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, again, is this is this lyrical genius? Absolutely not. But also, it is. There's the weed in the trash bags again. I mean, it is fucking genius to make something this catchy, or is it just so stupid it's impossible for it not to be catchy? You know, it's like... That's the question, right? Can anybody do this? Or do, does he actually possess some sort of a... A talent for melody or something, you know? Right, like like a little Zan, he's a fucking idiot, okay? He's a sweet young boy. But it is fucking catchy, the shit he comes up with. And this is catchy. And, and, and I, I can hate on it. But this is an aesthetic, you know what I mean? That they put a lot of effort into this aesthetic. Sure. I love the, the story from, like, a couple of weeks ago that he, like, uh, I, you know... That he shot off a gun in his him and his mom's apartment in uh, North Hollywood. They live in like a two bedroom apartment in the fucking valley, and he shot a gun off inside. And the cops came, and they tried to be like somebody broke in, and then the cops were like the windows broken from the inside, or whatever. And uh, they're like, oh whoops! And then he got a ticket for discharging a firearm. It's just I think it's funny, right? Because he's like sort of like. A lot of people are talking about it right now. Like, a lot of people are all of a How sudden... How many views are on this? This this one has to be the most. 584 million. I think this is the most out of any of them. Um, right. He... And uh, he lives in a two-bedroom fucking in North Hollywood with his mom. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, he's not doing that much better than my friend Chuck. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I mean, like, he, that's... I mean, that's how this has all changed, right? Like... I mean, these music videos, you can shoot this for way less than you used to be able to do. You know, the music, you can make it for, like, the almost the money. The videos are fucking cool. The videos are cool. They're so much better than the TRL Top 10 music well, videos, they, where it would just be, like, a band playing in a giant garage or something, like, with bad effects, and that would cost, like, sure. 50 grand to do. But that's the thing, too, with YouTube, right? You could never show bags of weed or guns on MTV. There was none of that. That's true. Um, Our kids looking real cute right now. All right, so we gotta, we gotta wrap. We gotta wrap this up. We got one more track. This is the last one. This is my favorite song out of this all is, these songs. I, I don't know if I agree, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let you play it and try to change my mind. It's all about impressing somebody with music here. This is definitely the outlier of this group for a number of reasons. This is the Watts. This is um, this thing that's housing project. Um, this is O three Greedo Mafia business. 
So Greedo's the oldest, right? He, this guy's in his 30s. Yeah, he's like 32 or 33, something like that. Oh shit, his album just came out and he was named Album of the Week. The Wolf of Grape Street. That's the name of his album. The Wolf of Grape Street. Who named him? Pitchfork or who? Which, which, which? Stereo Gum. Stereo Gum. This is real, like, almost boring sound, like, chill wave shit, though, right here, this beat. It's kind of what? Like, chill. Yeah. And this is actual lo-fi, I will say, compared to, like, the little Zan thing. Oh, yeah, this this is lo-fi for real, for sure. Little Zan is, is super tightly produced compared to this. Sure. So this guy, this guy, the cardboard cutout, that guy's dead. They're just taking around this dead guy and, and bringing around his cardboard cutout of his body. It's weird. So purple, is that the... Um, blue, this is blue. They're Chris. Blue, Chris. He's a Grape Street Crip. And that's actually been a lot of, like, his trouble has been, he's always got some sort of legal thing waiting for him. And he'll, he'll go to jail for, like, two, three years just when he's starting to do good. Alright, so, what do you think? I mean, I like it more than I think the last time you played it. I think you tried playing me some other group, like, uh, Oh, three Greedo that I was like whatever about although their name creation I thought was really interesting when you were talking about how they come up with these fucking names yeah so we're also in a totally new these are like screen names these are like these aren't yeah. even like the old like you know like because of all this new technology <laughs> we're living in like a weird screen name rapper culture you know where you got like zeros and fucking sure. signs and well shit. I mean yeah I think it all kind of started with like Dead Mouse right he's Dead Mouse 5 and that's his was his username or whatever and or the bullshit he was a part of and then yeah I mean like 03 Greedo is really literally like it's like he's from 103rd Street so he drops the one and then his name is Greedy but apparently in Watts uh, according to him they add O's to the end of people's street names so he's 03 Greedo and there's something that I saw, I can't remember if this was printed, or this was like a video interview, but they were like, are you, and it was print, and they were like, um, are you named after the Star Wars character? And he was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, 03 Greedo is definitely not for the, um, uh, um, the uninitiated know, SoundCloud fan. I know, it's not for the light SoundCloud user. This this is this is like this is level ten. Yeah, this is. I mean, he only has one point four million views on this video. I know it's not fair, right? He should have more. And he's got some new like from this Wolf of Grape Street album. He's got like some new songs that have you know they're in the, the hundreds of thousands of views. But um, I listen to them and I'm like, this is too well produced. Like this has lost its charm. Do you know what I mean? Kind of like um. Up again, uh, or not? But what's the name of um, Against Me? Right, Against Me. Like when they're all like lo-fi, like I think it's really tight. It sounds really good. But then when they get like a record deal and they're recording with a full band, it kind of sounds kind of shitty. Yeah, Against Me with the full band is ain't what you want it to be. Yeah, exactly. It's deprived of its emotion. That being said, I mean, I think we could wrap this up with we're living in a new age. Times may be tough, but music is in its own its own weird flux. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's becoming disposable, and I think it's bad for the artist. I mean, the thing I was going to say about Lil Pump 
is that, you know, I see some of the, the sh- venues that oh, these guys are playing, and I'm like, man, these guys are, like, living the lives of, like, road comics. You know what I mean? They're, play- they're playing, like, 200-seater, you know, little venues, and they're um, not making... They're living with their mom in an apartment in the valley, you know, um... Well, I think that's the age of the new artist. I mean, there's a whole other episode, which I think we could even explore that probably in a follow-up with it would be pretty tight. It's like, you want to be an artist, don't expect to be paid for doing it anymore. Yeah. There, there is no, there is, there's little money in art. There's money in advertising and money in marketing, but you know, if you just want to make something good and you're not trying to put it in a Jeep commercial, like that, that that's the only payout, like. If someone decides a little Xan track, you know, could sell an Audi. Sure. <laughs> that's that's the only time I really foresee a paycheck for some of these guys. The only one person I'm aware of doing that was um, Lil Yachty had that Minnesota and the Sprite campaign for the last Super Bowl. Oh man, he's gonna get paid forever. Yeah, I know. That's really good for him. Um. All right. Well, any final thoughts on SoundCloud rap? I don't know. Um. I just think it's again the music landscape is. It's changing. I think they were kind of in a weird, boring flux for a few years. Every once in a while, it seems like music has like reached the end of the road or something, or like popular music, and then kind of SoundCloud. I think again is changing up the game. So I'm I'm just curious to see where this is all where this is all headed. Yeah, I'm curious to see too because I see I see it diverging. Right, I see like on the one end you have people like. Lou the Human and I'm gonna put you know O3 Greedo Young M.A. like people that are like they're staying true to something of old from hip hop whether right. it be you know their authenticity their gangsterism their lyrical bars whatever it is they're bringing something that was there before and they're they're, they're paying uh, homage to it then on the other hand you have people like Playboy Cardi and XX Tashion and um, 6 9 and it's like, uh, and um, who did the Audi? What was it, Smoke Perp? Do you know what I mean? Like, you have people like that, and it's like, man, you're not even, like, trying to make rap music. I'm an Audi. Yeah. I'm an Bacardi. Yeah, exactly. I'm an Audi. It's just like, just, it's like literally all the same song. It's like, I love Migos, but Migos literally makes the same song over and over and over and they over. They do, over and again. it's catchy, don't get, don't get it wrong. But we, we could say that about so much of the mass-produced shit we've consumed over the years. You know, so many pop stars. Like, Katy Perry makes the same fucking song over and over again. I don't know, Dark Horror, Dark Horror, Dark House? What was it called? Dark House? I don't know, Dark, Dark Horror, is that what it is? Dark Horror. With Juicy J, who quit and then rejoined 3-6 Mafia. Well, that was oof, that was not his proudest moment. I will say that. All right. Well, you want to give it a rating? Let's see. We listen to ten songs. Um, how many of those songs would you say you liked? I don't know. I'll listen to all of them again. So what does that mean? You know. I don't. Yeah, numbers are stupid. Um, I give it four popcorns. All right, Sophie. She says, "I want to go to bed, Dad. Let's wrap this shit up." All right. I uh, I think it's all great and everyone's gay. Good night. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture.